Compsort just knocked over his entire desk. Don't worry about that. Last week, uh, my cat decided that this is just the most opportune time for him to display his love and affection for me, um, which is not real, obviously. Um, we have a very distant relationship, um, uh, except if I'm busy. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, this is all, you know, I'm purring. This is all you wanted. And I have to throw him out. So kind of a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy. Where are you? There we go. Okay. So, just open. Uh, let me know when you are recording. Yes. Awesome. Um, so I, I just wanted to start off today by saying thank you to Chicken. Uh, Chicken is one of the regulars here um, at the Tau uh, 40,000 uh, Discord. He is a big. Uh, he's a big fan of the RPG by Fantasy Flight, and so am I. But he knows that thing backwards and forwards, and he uh, helped a lot with the research for today's episode. Um, yeah. So so and, and and today's episode is going to be talking about gene stealers amongst the Tau. Now, gene stealers. A quick background on them. They're the uh, they're the Tyranid Vanguard race, um, and they are. Uh, they got four arms, they got a weird pulpy like brain looking head and they are they are probably one of the most horrible things in uh, in 40k. Uh, Redrix, you, you like gene stealers, right? No. Well, why would you think I like gene stealers? That, that was a kind of accusatory. You're like, you're a gene stealer, aren't you, Redrix? And I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like is such a subjective I mean, I'm 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 intrigued by chain stealers, and recently uh, having having had uh, so many rumors coming around as to like you know what what's going to be next for for releases and stuff like that, I feel like gene stealers are just in the air. So a quick rundown of what they do: they are uh, they're a vanguard species, as I mentioned. But what they do is is that they steal your pants. The, the, <laughs> yeah, they they show up on a planet or a or, or attack a bunch of explorers on a, on a derelict. Uh, there, there's, there's, the, the vectors for gene stealers is as wide as the plot may need, uh, needs it to be. But basically what they do is, is that once they grab you, you know, unsuspecting human one, uh, what they do is they give you the gene stealers kiss, which is basically, uh, it's, it honestly sounds a little bit like the gene seed, but it's basically a DNA package that it delivers into your body. Uh, very aliens, uh, and except instead of just another alien growing inside of you, uh, it actually rewrites your DNA. And then you, uh, and then you, you, you basically become the best, you, you exemplify the best aspects of your species. Uh, your, you know, your muscles tone, you, you become, stronger fitter maybe even smarter uh you become the most uh, the most attractive version of whatever your species uh considers and then you try to mate as much as possible um the offspring uh of of those uh couplings is universally monstrous uh it, it creates a mutant where it's like you took the worst parts of a gene stealer and then you had a car crash with a human being so uh, three arms, for example. Uh, sometimes the eyes bleed together um, or or multiply. Um, you have uh, hairless, uh, kind of just nasty uh, creatures. And and what they do, uh, what what the parents do is after 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 one party has infected another human, uh, they also have that uh, genetic package. Um, which which alters them as well. Uh, they think their baby is beautiful, um, and obviously uh, needs to be protected because everybody else thinks it's uh, it's a monster, and and so they, they 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 typically break up. In in human societies, they break off and hide somewhere on the fringes, maybe in the underhive or something like that, and then the process repeats itself over and over. A cult is generally multiple generations of this uh, of this cycle. Um, more mutants come about. Uh, the the numbers of the popula uh, of the of the cult grow. You get to the, your third and fourth generations, and that's where it starts getting a little bit weird. Uh, you get specializations, uh, but you also uh, get uh, like negative offshoots. Uh, these guys called aberrants, for example, which are basically ogres. Um, 
And then the fifth generation, you get pure strain gene stealers again. Uh, so rinse and repeat, that's, that's effectively what, um, that's, how, that's the gestation cycle of the gene stealers. Now, one of the things that ha I have always said is that the, the, the Tau society is, ha has kind of made itself immune to, to infiltration through this way. Uh, first and foremost, the Tau are a collectivist society. So anybody breaking off, uh, it would it would raise alarms uh, across the castes. It would it, I mean, depending on where you are in the Commonwealth, you would have uh, you know an unsanctioned birth basically, uh, which would raise which would also raise uh, alarms. Um, and then finally, of course, uh, you are no longer focused on like the the community. Uh, if we just copy and paste the behavior of a human gene stealer cult. It would make uh, it would make a Tau society fracture, which again would raise even more red flags. So the idea that a gene stealer cult would be able to grow up in the uh, within the Tau uh, community, uh, you know, let's use the word is on the face of it impossible, which is why my research uh, and 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 again uh, my my input from uh, Chicken has has made so, uh, made this subject so exciting because. Uh, and whatever is impossible, uh, impossible, the the best stories and and the 40k universe makes it totally probable. <laughs> um, and so we have five major events that actually end up happening to the Commonwealth, in which gene stealers have successfully uh, infiltrated the society. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about how. Uh, so, so uh, as as we've stated before, season two is going to have more hypotheticals. We're going to hypothesize on where it goes from here, and how and how it that it becomes a tangible threat to the Tau in general. Because um, because I think it it does. Um, the first instance was relatively recent for for the, uh, the Tau contact with the Gene Stealers in the Cyphus Kane novel. Um, uh, I believe for the greater good, uh, or the greater good. Uh, Cyphus King comes to um, a border planet um, in near the Corward marches. Now, this is in the few, you know, this is where the Tau had their holdings before um, the Damocles Gulf Crusade, and it is where Farsight's reclamation fleet uh, passed through. So, worlds like uh, Kleist, Garrus, uh, these should all be kind of familiar by now. Um, uh, uh, Cor uh, Coronos, uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the uh, what, what is it? The um, the video game. I just uh, I just forgot the name of it. Uh, tabletop uh, tabletop style. What was it again? Dawn of War. Duh. Dawn of War. Um, but all of these worlds are are on the other side of the Damocles Gulf, where uh, where they're, they, these kind of imperial holdings are like loosely scattered, um, and one of them is Gravelax. Now, Gravelax uh, is a contested world. Um, it's going through very much a like, uh, 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 let's call it like a you know the Russian Georgian uh, event that's happening right now, where a local population is petitioning uh, a larger nation to come and save them from the 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 government or or other nation that they happen to be under. It's a, it's a, it's an unusual tactic. It's probably something the Tau set up, um, but basically the the there is a a large minority of Gravelaxians who are are basically that they have they have very outwardly um, joined uh, the the greater good uh, in terms of uh, their social structure. They they pay, I think they've painted their skin blue in a lot of cases, and they are are demanding that the Imperium basically pull back. Cyphus Kane has been sent there as a kind of uh, let's let's call it like a peacekeeping mission. But remember, during this interim period between the second and third spheres. The Imperium had to do something it, it doesn't really do uh, ever, and that is deal with a problem diplomatically. They can't just start a shooting war with the Tau. And of course, there's the Dalith ceasefire treaty that was signed at the end of the Damocles Gulf Crusade, uh, which basically said that you know, they wouldn't do that. Um, obviously, both sides are breaking this uh, rule, and the Tau are just doing it more, um, on paper, doing it more legally. And that's like, you have a population of people who don't want you there. They want us there. We're not going to shoot, but we're going to move in. And that's exactly what's happening there. Now, without wanting to kind of spoil too much of, of what is a fabulous book, we 
discover, and it's and it's on the cover of the book, so I, don't, I feel like it's okay if I say this, um, we discover that uh, this has also been a trick by a gene stealer cult that has basically infiltrated humanity and is trying to destabilize imperial rule in the region by inviting a third party, uh, the Tau. So that's some pretty awesome 3D chess. Uh, that's 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 really really uh, that's nefarious. Um, but what it is believed, and again, without trying to give too much away, uh, what is believed by the conclusion of the book is that this gene stealer cult may have infiltrated uh, some elements of this Tau uh, relief uh, relief force that was sent. So that's that's kind of that's the first contact that Tau really have with the uh, the predator organism, um, the gene stealer. Um, simultaneously, this is when we learn uh, that the crew learn about the gene stealers uh, and and are absolutely horrified by them. Now, as this aspect grows, um, we run into High Fleet Gorgon, um, and that's a that's a longer conversation for another day. But High Fleet Gorgon. Uh, just, just very straightforward is uh, is a minor hi uh, high fleet that crashes into the eastern part of the uh, Commonwealth, and it is believed that they were attracted there by gene stealers that had been infiltrating a Tau uh, allied race, specifically not a subject race, an allied race. Um, so very much like the Demiurge, um, lots of trade agreements. Um, with, uh, and that race was called uh, the, well, the, their government was called the Ulamathaic League. Um, uh, I have shortened that to the Ulamites. Um, but their, their worlds basically just get uh, shattered. Um, here and there, there are rumors that colonies of them still exist on the eastern part of uh, the, the Tau Commonwealth, but they have been quarantined and, and kind of, at least in the current uh, uh, state of affairs, kind of forgotten. But what's important about this is that this tendril, uh, this high fleet, uh, continues into the second sphere uh, interior and, uh, and hits Kel uh, uh, Kelshan. Um, even though it is defeated by a combined efforts, uh, and, and it's probably worthy of its, uh, again, uh, so much of this is just, we should probably just cover it at some point, but it's, uh, it's, it's countered by a, a human Tau alliance, and then later uh, by uh, Eldar, assisting, um, ass assisting the Kelshan. Um, but gene stealers are basically scattered outward uh, from the head of that, uh, from the head of, uh, of that hive fleet. And they actually end up landing on Kissimien, which is hundreds of years later um, on, uh, on a planet that was recently taken uh, during the third sphere. Um, Kissimien is uh, near uh, Thyrios. Uh, it's on the other side of the Gulf. So again, in that region where Gravelax was, um, and 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 that contested zone between uh, Tau and, and and the Imperium. This gene stealer is uh, is found. Um, it's put in a laboratory, and the Earthcast uh, being and and again, this is why I think the Earthcast is so cool because they. They just they have an innate need to understand, despite the despite the dangers they're in. Uh, they uh, prob uh, you know they they basically expose members of the Earthcast to the Gene Stealer for the express purpose of trying to figure out what the Gene Stealer's kiss does to them. Now this is in the Tau Codex, and so it's just a, it's kind of a singular entry. Um, uh, I believe it's called the Greater Good Corrupted. Uh, you can see it in the last two codexes. Um, they, there's an interesting jump in that we don't ever hear about Tau uh, going through the mutation process, uh, probably because there's no miniatures of them. Um, but what ends up happening is, is that uh, a few, uh, like basically I think a decade later, uh, Kissimian is overrun by a gene stealer uh, like swarm. Um, now we don't know why there there are there are no there are no mentions of any Tau uh, middling uh, generations uh, generations two through four, um, but it is interesting it, it is interesting that uh, that it's kind of been just kind of written out and they even concluded in, in its own uh, in its own little blurb uh, an ethereal with a very 
you know, evil sounding name on Ghoul uh, shows up and basically says like, everything's fine, don't worry, let's move on. Um, the only unfortunate thing about this entry is that it happens technically beyond that 12 year period that we're in, in Millennium 42, after the opening of the, uh, of the, of the Great Rift. Uh, so it, it might not have happened, but for the purposes of this conversation, uh, let's, let's say that, let's say that it existed. Um, just a second. Um, great. Thank you, Redrix. Uh, Redrix just let me know. He's stepping away for a moment. So, okay. So what, what does this mean? Um, this this kind of so we we've, we've mentioned uh, three instances of gene stealers being uh, very close, um, uh, very very uh, in kind of in kind of basically a uh, let's call it like more of a shotgun approach, right? Um, whatever whatever's going to hit a target is uh, is is great, um, but we don't have any big really like big noticeable uprisings. Um, so that's why I'd like to talk about the, the fourth instance, which is Belkan. Belkan's a, uh, it, it's, it's a sept, it's the furthest sept from, uh, from the Tau. Uh, oh, sorry, just one second. Yeah. Attacked by a feline. Um, okay, sorry about that. Um, so let's talk about Belkan. Belkan is is the furthest sept from the Tau Commonwealth. Uh, it was, uh, I've mentioned it a couple times before, it's not on any map, uh, but it is, um, it is where effectively the, the Cicatrix Maledictum ends. Um, that's how far it is away. And if you, look at a, if you look at a map of the current galaxy, it, it is on the very edges of that kind of splash zone at the end. Uh, up the scar, uh, that's, which is which is what we call the Cicatrix Maledictum. Um, Velcan's really interesting. First and foremost, it's the only sept of its kind that does not actually have a sept prime called Velcan. Um, it's very large. It's a series of systems. Uh, I believe six um, are, are very solidly Tau. Um, and it was colonized during the second sphere. Um, probably the colonial effort was launched uh, toward the end of the second sphere, so we figure that's like uh, millennium 41, 700s, 800s. And the efforts to colonize uh, that region of space actually met with another, uh, uh, again, another crusade uh, from the Imperium trying to dislodge, uh, trying to dislodge the Tau, but also some Tyranids, Chaos. All of this lore can be found in the Fantasy Flight books. Um, and uh, and they're fantastic, but in these books it describes the Tau of this sept recognizing that there is an enormous part of the human population that has that has actually been infected. Um, what's really interesting about this is that it does not mention further infection. Uh, that it's just it's a bunch of human beings who don't know that they've been infected that are carrying gene stealer genes inside of them. And what the Earthcast uh, hypothesizes is that they will, they're waiting for some kind of trigger. So this got me thinking. Gorg, High Fleet Gorgon, and by the way, the, the High Fleet, the remnant High Fleet that is down uh, near Velcan is called Dagon. And both Dagon and, uh, and Gorgon are both known for their extreme adaptability. Gorgon on the let's call it on the technological front, um, you know, you shoot you shoot Gorgon enough uh, uh, enough pulse at it, and it will start literally creating uh, mucous membranes that will refract and dissipate plasma a little bit better. Um, meanwhile, Dagon, Dagon actually uh, has a very very similar to Leviathan, which attacked Ball uh, halfway on the other side of the galaxy. Uh, where 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 Leviathan uh, uh, evolved to hate um, and hate specifically the Blood Angels, um, High Fleet Dagon uh, evolved to understand fear, and so Dagon has this uh, really interesting series of tactics in which it uses terror as a weapon. Um, for example, there are some instances in which 
uh, and this some of it is hypothesized because it's always from the imperial perspective. But basically, like lictors will kill all but one, and then let that one guy left, uh, you know, the one person left in the squad, uh, run back to their bunker and say, "Oh my God, you know, we, we just got attacked by this monster." And and Dagon got really good at sowing fear. So I hypothesize that there's a a kind of mass evolution that's happening in the Eastern Fringe. Um, all of the all of the high fleets. Uh, They've 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 basically gone up against humanity. You know, you have the initial uh, attacks on the realm of Ultramar with the death of the first company. Um, you've uh, at McCrag. Uh, you've got uh, you've got uh, Leviathan, which just recently was exterminated by uh, a combination of uh, all of the Blood Angel chapters unifying together, and then finally demons at the end of it, just murdering uh, uh, the, the the remnants of the Tyranids there. Uh, you've got you've got uh, another high fleet that's coming uh, below the galactic plane, aimed at Earth. Like like all of the big heavy hitters in 40k are always going to have to go up against the Imperium. But I think that what's happening here, and and and, and I, I bring up the fifth instance, uh, which was most recently uh, written about in uh, a book called Shadowbreaker, which describes uh, Death Watch. Uh, kill teams basically with the Inquisition actually working with the Tau. Um, you have, I think you have an evolution of how the gene stealers are attempting to do kind of a mass infiltration of the entire region. Um, in the case of the Tau, you can't have mutants wandering around. It just, it's it's never going to work. The Tau will be, at the very most, they'll be intrigued, interested, but then ultimately they'll be like, oh, we're clearly these genes don't belong to us. Um, whereas the Sept of Velcan actually has a cure um, for these kind of first generation gene stealer kisses. Um, but, which is the weirdest sentence I think I've ever said out loud. But um, but what you have is, is you have a full multi-tiered response to to the gene stealer threat on behalf of the Commonwealth. And what's even more interesting, and, and this is actually where Warhammer 40K's style of storytelling is just you know, top notch. Um, they're all in different places. Uh, the authors that are writing about the coreward marches, like places like Gravelax, uh, places, um, places like Kissimien, um, the completely different authors. Uh, and the Tau over there, because remember the Tau don't have faster than light communication, there is no, there is no universal response. Every sept, really every colony, has to have its own way of solving a problem. And so at Kistimien, they were they were interested, they were intrigued, uh, and and uh, and and in the very Tau style, that it bit them in the it, it bit their hand, you know, it burned them. Um, whereas uh, in in uh, in Velkan, they kind of got ahead of it and they studied it, and now they actually have a cure for it. Um, which is incredible in this in the in the scope of 40k to be able to uh, uh, undo any kind of plague is is a huge feat, um, but maybe they're too far away from the rest of the Commonwealth to be able to uh, to send back how how to how to do that. You know, um, we don't even. I mean, Valken could be quite literally years away um, from uh, in terms of travel from uh, the interior of the Commonwealth. So. So I think that I think that we have to look at the gene stealers doing the same exact thing. The gene stealers are realizing that every kind of flare-up is going to be put down pretty quickly, and now that they've been identified as an alien parasite, uh, they can be rooted out and hunted down all the easy, all, you know, all the easier. Um, I think that what's happening is that instead of focusing on getting to that second generation. And the second generation is probably the most important for any cult in the when dealing with humanity. Uh, instead of trying to move to that second generation and have, and, and that's the process of having children. I think that what the gene stealers are starting to do is they're starting to only infect uh, in that first generation, finding isolated groups of people, finding people who are, or tau that are cut off and infecting them, but then specifically perhaps maybe rewriting the priority that instead of instead of trying to procreate, uh, it's they're, they're trying to just 
uh, bring more Tau to me. And that's the weakness of the Tau Commonwealth. Because if you remember, um, if you've read some of the lexicon or, or, in, or been around during some of our earlier talks about Tau society, the Tau are, are, are not only gullible, you know, which, which is a, which is a dirt, you know, it's a dirty word for humanity. If you're, hum if you're a human being, you don't want to be gullible, but the Tau, their, their strength is almost in their gullibility. They trust each other inherently. Uh, a, a, a human being uh, will probably not, you know, let's say, let's say you were, we'll, we'll give an example. Uh, let's say you were uh, going to be thrown out of a plane. And I told you like, yes, the, that parachute on your back will definitely open. I think that human beings inherently uh, doubt that which they don't understand because, you know, well, who am I? I'm just this random guy that you sometimes listen to uh, once or twice a month. Uh, and I'm telling you now to put on a, on a, on a, on a parachute and jump out of this plane. That's a, that's a lot of, you need a lot of trust, you know? Um, a Tao does not have that, does not have that doubt because you and I are both part of the same community why would you why would you betray me why would you not do the best job possible of packing that parachute so that it opens perfectly and i'm safe um this this kind of inherent i mean and of course there's other words for it we call it naivete um you know there, there's the very there's the there, there's the meme event of where uh tau sent uh diplomats to uh ne necrons as well as uh tyranids at some point uh it's it's because they inherently believe in their culture, their way, their way of life, and the conviction that they have that uh, basically, why can't we all just get along? That that quote is is it, it epitomizes what they're about. Um, that's one of the reasons why so many of their uh, of their client races, as well as their member races, um, start off as enemies, but then like become wholehearted believers in maybe not maybe not just the Tao Va, but the Tao themselves. Um, and, and I mean, just look at the Nagi, you know, a, a race very much like the gene stealers, which uh, are parasitic worms uh, that can that can break your your mind. I mean, they're so they're they're there's they're such powerful. I mean, we don't know if they're technically psychers, but but they're 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 those uh, they're, they're like the um, they're like every alien from every from every horror movie that like, you know, worms its way into your brain and takes over. Like, you know, that movie Slither. Now imagine that the Tao basically believe in themselves so much that they can they can look past the fact that it's a parasitic mind worm and make it a friend. Like that's insane, you know? Um, I probably the Tao, especially uh, the Earth cast of Kissimmee-en, were probably trying to kind of do the same thing with gene stealers. Like, oh, you wanna like spread your DNA and infect us? Like, okay, we'll let that happen. And they probably tried to work it out. That was, and, and imagine if it, if it had worked. I mean, that'd be incredible. You could have, in a very, very theoretical universe, the Tau could have made friends with gene stealers, and that would, that would be insane. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, you can't make friends uh, with, uh, with a gene stealer. So, so, again, going back to the gene stealers adapting to Tau society, if a Tau tells you to come with me, come, uh, you know, we're, we're both uh, fire warriors or we're both, uh, we're both miners, uh, earthcast uh, technicians or watercast envoys, heck, even ethereals, you know, if I tell you, I really need to show you this thing, it's, you know, it's either, I, I'm either intrigued by it or I'm concerned by it, or it's something that I find that's frightening, come with me and let's go look at it together. A Tao is going to do that with, without any inhibition. Um, whereas a human being might be a little bit reticent. Um, and, and I think that this is how the gene stealers are and will continue to spread across the Commonwealth. Now, what's really interesting about this is that they're not going to be able to get to that second generation. It's going to have to constantly be, you know, the gene stealer or the patriarch is going to constantly be needing fresh uh, uh, supplicants uh, to, uh, to be infecting. Um, they can't get to that second stage. They can't get to the third stage, the third, the, the all important third stage. Um, and then of course, creating new, uh, new gene stealers in the fifth stage or the fifth generation. Um, so, so it's both, the cult is both going to remain in kind of a static, 
uh, position. Um, but because of, uh, again, of the nature of the host creatures, the Tau, it will be able to spread all the further. Now, I want to bring up Shadowbreaker in conclusion, because this is actually the, uh, the, the, that, that fifth example of gene stealers. Um, and it's something that I've uh, brought up uh, kind of before. The, if, if this is the pattern that's taken over, if this is the, uh, if this is how, if, if my hypothesis is correct, then what that means is, is that the spread of the gene stealer genes themselves could have reached such a point of uh, proliferation across, let's say the third sphere, um, because that's where, that's where a lot of activity is, but perhaps even um, another uh, gene stealer that came off of Gorgon. So we could say uh, maybe Atal, maybe Tau itself, the, the sets, um, the, the heart of the Commonwealth. Uh, if, this, if this is something uh, that is, is, is happening, then Shadowbreaker is kind of like the proof in the pudding. Um, the, in the story, uh, and it's extremely brutal. Um, I, at first, I really rejected it because it just kind of felt like somebody who just kind of hates Tao. And and the story ends so quickly that there, there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of uh, explanation of what's going on. But needless to say, um, there is there is this there's an event that happens in which Tao are seemingly subjecting regular other Tao to uh, I mean, let's just call it torture. Um, and what that means is, is that they're, 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 they're basically like, I, I think they're like dissecting them. It's a little bit vague, but you're, 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 you're from the perspective of this Chasseau, this commander. And he is kind of really like, he's dispassionately looking as they're dragging Tau, uh, water cast like merchants in and subjecting them to this kind of these, these operations. And he's working with uh, the Inquisition. I'll leave it there because, again, I, I think everybody should try to, you know, read everything as much as, as possible so you can form your own opinions. But, but for me, he says this sentence in which one of his subordinates says, like, I can't believe we're doing this to our fellow Tau. And the commander calls them, uh, says that they are not Tau. In fact, they are non-Tau. And he uses, uh, he uses a tau a term calling them the Rachna, uh, a, uh, R A U K uh, apostrophe N A, um, and what that what that the direct translation of that word is uh, the ungiving, and what that what that means to me is that it's it is it is a potential that they have discovered a generation of uh, fourth uh, basically like fourth generation uh, Tao gene stealer uh, let's just call them cults. Uh, because if you look at the description in Fantasy Flight, the humans don't know that they've been infected. In fact, one of the most important processes of how a uh, how the gene stealer works is that they 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 hypnotize you and you don't remember the 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 event. Um, it is possible, I think, that we are looking at in Shadowbreaker a mass realization from the Tau themselves. That one that there are first generation Tau walking around, and potentially, since they've been walking around for about let's say two to three hundred years, uh, that they have started figuring out how to create communities that are large enough, regulated enough, and isolated enough that those second, third, and fourth generations, but possibly even fifth generations, are being born. Um, if you have enough Tau that are all on the same page, and let's say we're uh, a part of a mining colony or an observation post or something like that, and all of us have been turned, then it's really easy to just send word back to central command or sept command that everything's fine. We're, we're just going to continue doing what we're doing. Um, if that's happened, then the next stage would be sending fourth generation, and, and, and fourth generation uh, gene stealer cults uh, are, 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 they look they look exactly like human beings. Um, they're, they're not discernible. And even though we know that the crew can, can kind of smell gene stealer genes, I, have a, I, I think 
that they can't detect it once it gets to the fourth generation. The, those, those offensive gene stealer uh, genes are buried under too much uh, human or too much tau. Um, and so, and so I think, I think that what's happening right now uh, per Shadowbreaker, and again, Shadowbreaker is a little bit unfortunate because it might happen. Uh, it was written uh, before the retcon, so who knows? It, which was supposed to be 200 years after the uh, the, the the opening of the Great Rift, um, and so it might be lost to time, or they might just say, you know, warp timey wimey, it happened. Don't worry about it. Um, but if that is the case, then the next big opponent of the Tau is actually going to come from within, and I think that that's a perfect plot hook for a lot of stories, a lot of. Uh, uh, a lot of a lot of lore, both both uh, opportunities for Black Library, but opportunities for the for the community, for people like us, um, and and I, I think that it's uh, I think it's it 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 is the natural evolution of the Tao have have been really winning on the psychological front and 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 the culture front. It's really easy for human beings to get on board with Tao, uh, with the exception obviously of space marines, um, and 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 we we do know that more human planets have turned through diplomacy than being, you know, conquered. So, so if, if the Tau were on a high, you know, going into the Chalnath Expanse, for example, with the fifth sphere, uh, going uh, further and farther with the third sphere, um, even with the second sphere, going, going like basically on, on the realm of Ultramar's doorstep, all of these really successful campaigns have always won hearts and minds. But if we're now looking at an instance where the gene stealers have figured out how to crack Tau society, we're looking at a war that could potentially, and, and again, they're just waiting for uh, a Tyranid high fleet to get closer. And then all of those gene stealer uh, genes activate and start you know, agitating and start uprising. We've seen it in the Imperium a hundred times. We will see the same level of insurgency throughout the you know less than 200 worlds of the Tau Commonwealth. And it has the potential of really being a doomsday scenario. And you know, uh, from, and from other talks that we've had, uh, I, I believe that everybody needs a doomsday scenario. Um, and the Tau have been really lacking on that front. Uh, the Gene Stealer cults, I think, represent the best narrative and one of the best possibilities for the Tau to now have something that they really uh, are being outclassed by because it's a different type of faith. It's it's a genetic faith, and and gene stealers are are the apex predator when it comes to applying that stratagem. Okay, uh, <laughs> so that's the, I know it's a little bit sh uh, of a shorter talk. Um, Black Comet, I'd love to invite you up. How you doing? Oh, you're muted. Sorry, sorry. Hello. Yep. Now, I have a uh, question about, now you said they found like a cure for first generation, um, up to up to the first generation, correct? Oh, uh, sorry, say again? You said the town found a gene stealer kit up to the first generation, correct? Um, that's, if I understand you correctly? Uh, I, sorry, uh, yeah, uh, maybe just one more time. Oh, you said the Tau found a cure for the gene stealer kiss. Yeah, I'm sorry, up, yes. Up, sure. up, to, yeah. up to the first first generation, correct? Yes. Oh, oh what does that exactly mean? Because mm -hmm. um, when they said up to first generation, if I understand correctly, first generation is like when they actually look the most gene steal gene stealer E. Right. right. So, so it's it, my it's my understanding that you you kind of call the first generation that first group of and I could be uh, I could be incorrect, but uh, based on based on my research, the, the that first wave of gene stealer cultists is is just has has the direct packet has the genetic package inside uh, inside of them from the gene stealer. So they uh, they're a, they're a human being walking around, uh, but inside of them is like basically I mean without wanting to reuse the term, but it's like basically a gene seed that's that's augmenting their, their DNA in order to make it plus. Does that make sense? Uh, okay. So pretty much the, the initial infectees are the first generation, not the first, firstborn. 
Right, right. So then, so then the second, so yeah, unless again, one, I can, I can take a look right now, just a second. Uh, yeah, uh, host victim, yeah, and then the, it's funny because back in the day, uh, there was a lot more explanation for gene stealer cults. Uh, yeah, there, so the first stage is the, is the contagi, and then you have. The low, so one, two, three, four. Yeah. So I, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I shouldn't call them first. No, it's it's the, the first. Yeah. I mean, at least uh, I'm I'm on Lexicanum. Uh, it's my cheat sheet uh, very often. Um, but yeah, no, the they're called the contagi, and they're still they they physically resemble other members of their species. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've. I've I was checking the lexicon,um you know, mm -hmm. I'm a little confused about the first generation. And according to the lexicon,um you know, the first generation is literally the first born for some reason. So they say they changed that. Well, it's interesting. I'm I'm looking at the the chart right here. Uh, tell you what, um, I I won't. Uh, I think I think you could totally be correct. Maybe I'm I'm misusing the word of generation. So let's 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 uh, let's say the the first phase, right? The contagi. Are the are the uh, are are effectively the the product of the vector. The vector is the patriarch. The contagi would be the first uh, members of the cult, which then go and have offspring, which those are the mutants. So so let's say so so let's call it phase. Does does phase work a little bit better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure that that's clear, uh, especially in the write up. Uh, I yeah, see. Like... I see. You know what it is? Is that it's it? And I, I got. I, I'm looking at it right now. It's infection generation, and then uh, so that's contagion, and then first generation, which is malignancy. Uh, so uh, I see what I've done. I've I've just I've used the the word infection generation and just called it the first. Meanwhile, this article says technically the first generation would be their offspring. So I see what. Yes, that's that's a good catch. Thank you, Black Comet. Yeah, like, wait, so there's like a bunch of gene stealers walking around in the Tau society with three arms? Uh, no, no, no. That was a joke. Okay. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. No worries. No worries. Okay, um, would, uh, does anybody uh, have anything uh, that they'd like to ask or say? Let me just check text voice. I think the first generation is the born generation. Yeah, knack. Okay. So. Yeah, no, um, I think that there's, there's, a, I'll, I'll share, I'll share some uh, kit bashes that I've seen over the process of, uh, of my research. There's some really, really, really awesome ones. Um, a gentle, a gentle gene stealer is how I would describe a Tau gene stealer. They don't have talons, but they look, they look really bendy. It's, it's really cool. I'll, I'll post pictures. Um, uh, I will also make sure that just that it's very clear uh, I, that I misnamed, uh, but but it should basically just to 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 close with, you're looking at uh, a bunch of tau that are uh, not n do not have three arms and obvious mutations. You're looking at that first wave of people that have just been infected, and then more recently you're looking at uh you're looking at uh latter generations which are able to perfectly blend in with society so effectively they're jumping or at least they're hiding the mutant phases um uh, which has allowed them now to spread across the commonwealth i'll make sure it's 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 really clear in the write-up um okay cool uh if there's nobody out let me just check text voice one more time yes mind control absolutely uh, would a gene stealer, uh, uh, Freud asks, would a gene stealer infection into the Commonwealth be more likely to take place in alien communities' planets? I don't think so, if only because uh, interactions between alien societies and, and member species. Uh, there, there is a short story called, uh, I forget what, it's uh, The Voice of Experience, um, in which the there's a gene stealer Infection amongst the Vespid, it's fairly easy for the Tau to be able to uh, find find uh, find infections amongst aliens because they're. I think the Tau are probably always making sure that 
you know, things are safe and they're scrutinizing things a little bit more. Um, so I would say a successful gene stealer uh, uh, infestation would have to happen amongst the Tau. Um, otherwise, they would be able to rationalize and 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 like and 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 understand uh, an, uh, an infection in an alien race uh, much easier and just kind of you know kind of stamp it out or cure it in the case of Velcan. Uh, yeah, there, gene, uh, there have been gene stealer. Uh, sorry, so Knack just brought brings up the fact that gene stealers struggle to infect races. Um, that that's true. There are just so everybody knows there are uh, orc gene stealer infestations. Um, even in the last, even in the last, in, in the newest gene stealer uh, codex, it, it brings up the fact that orcs were in in uh, infected at one point. Uh, there is an entire craft world. Uh, in the in in older lore that was uh, that was infected, it's extremely rare because the Eldar gestation cycle is so prolonged. But uh, yeah, but you're you're you, it, it is generally speaking, gene stealers have adapted perfectly to infect humans, uh, and that's why I think it's really important to figure out how they could potentially counter all of the things that uh, they kind of keep that inoculate uh, Tau society. Um, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. Um, I uh, Next week's is going to be at 12, just so you know. Um, and uh, I hope that this is, uh, this this, this is offered a, a, another insight. Um, I'll put a, a bunch of literature uh, on the Discord as well as uh, in the write-up, just so you, uh, you can kind of see. Um, I'll also add pictures uh, for the people on the Discord because it's, it's super easy to navigate that way. Um, but thank you again. I hope I hope this was a, a, a way to either start or end your uh, your Saturday. So uh, I'll I'll see you all uh, in the chat rooms and everything, and I'll uh, yeah talk to you guys soon. Uh, Redrix, are you back? He is not. So we'll just end there. <laughs> all right, guys. Talk soon. Hey everybody, so in light of some of the things that have been going around on the internet, we just wanted to make sure that it's very clear that this podcast is in no way affiliated with Games Workshop or any of their copyright. Um, this is entirely fan-made, and we do so for the benefit of the community. Um, join us next week, and don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us. If you uh, are interested in joining our part of the community, you can come to the Discord channel, Tau. 40.000. We all look forward to seeing you there. It's a good it's a good place, especially if you want to argue about Tau blood color. <laughs>